Welcome to the Ben Wood Johnson Podcast. You can visit Dr. Johnson's blog at benwoodpost.com. Dr. Johnson's works can be found at drbenwoodjohnson.com. You can also support Dr. Johnson on Patreon, the link to which is in the description. Welcome back. Welcome back uh, to the Benwood Johnson podcast. Uh, today is uh, February 15th, 2021. This is podcast number 16. Happy to have you back one more time uh, to talk about philosophy, uh, to talk about uh, what matters in life. Again, this podcast, we talked about the philosophy of day to day life. In other words, what we talk about in this podcast will help you understand your reality, will help you understand your life. That's the kind of philosophy uh, we are dedicated to uh, discussing here on this podcast. So today we're going to continue our conversation about the concept of legal obligation. We are still trying to understand legal obligation, but today in particular, we are going to talk about the concept of inducing obedience. Now, what I mean by that is that obedience has to be induced. Whether the individual induces himself to obey or whether society creates the mechanisms for the individual to induce himself, the individual does not obey intrinsically. In other words, obedience is not fundamental, is not, in, not inherent, is not innate. One is not born to obey. So without further ado, let us delve right into it. Last week, we talked about obligation in terms of the individual has to compel the self to obey. But how does the individual construe his obligation? What would make the person obey? Of course, we have talked about the threat of force. We have talked about the presence of law enforcement officers. We have talked about the uh, threat of punishments. Okay. Now, all of these are factors that compel, at least that, that make the being obey. They compel the being to compel the self. Now, the question becomes, how does the individual construe that obligation? Now, the understanding is that the individual is inclined to obedience. A rational person would do the right thing. And the idea of doing the right thing is based on the notion that the person knows what is right, what is wrong. As a result, obedience is the right thing to do. Of course, you could go back and listen to previous podcasts in which I have discussed, at this, I have talked about the concept of righteousness. How this term is subjectively construed and collectively enforced. 
the concept of induction or induced obligation is based on a certain preparation that the individual receives at a certain point. At least that ties this concept back to the notion of education. Whenever we are talking about the individual being being forced to obey, or at least the individual being induced to obey, we have to go back to certain um, customs, values, culture, if you will, certain realities that create the individual's understanding of, of the place, of his place in the collective or in the society where he evolves and his duties towards everybody else within that environment. So the question becomes, how is the individual induced? Well, the individual is being inculcated notions about obligations ever since he came into this world. In fact, as a child, one of the expectations that you must, um, you must fulfill is obedience. Of course, we could go into dogmatic ideals, religious understandings about what obedience is or what obedience should be, but the, the fundamental of this notion is almost the same, regardless of the culture, religion, um, religious beliefs. It is based on the notion that as a child, you are supposed to obey your parents. You are supposed to do what your parents tell you to do. And this understanding is reinforced, enforced, imposed, reimposed on the person at a young age. So the individual as he grows up or as he mature into a, a citizen, he has been taught to obey. He has also been taught the consequences of disobedience. In some cultures, you cannot not obey your parents. In other words, you cannot or you could not dare to disobey your parents. You could not dare to disobey the rules set forth by your parents. For example, you have to be in bed at a certain time. You have to dress a certain attire which your parents chose for you. You have to behave a certain manner which your parents taught you how to behave and expect you to behave in such a way. You have to communicate your thoughts and feelings a certain manner in which your parents taught you how to do so and you are expected to do so in such a way. You are also expected to forego certain sentiments, certain feelings, certain emotions according to how you are defined in this particular milieu. For example, if you are defined as a male, there are certain expectations that you could not forego. The same way, if you are defined as a female, there are certain expectations which you have to adhere to, you have to abide by. And you are supposed to be that way, regardless of, of your understanding of yourself 
in this world. So this, the, the notion of obligation started at a very early stage, at a very early phase of your existence, where you have been told that being requires that particular form of being. For example, mom and dad might say, in order to be in my house, you have to abide by my rules. You have to obey. So when you obey mom and dad, it is not necessarily because you feel a need, a natural need to do so. Rather, it is because you have been taught to do so. You have been forced into doing it and the force has been in such a way that where you obligate yourself. So in other words, you have been induced to obey. But that induction goes farther than that. When you leave your house and you go to school, for instance, you are faced with the same reality. And sometimes it's even it's it's, it's an even more stringent reality where the rules are even more, I would say, more draconian to the extent that even your freedom to move sometimes is, res- is restricted based on what that environment is, the, dictates. So when you go to school, there are people that are automatically in a position of power over you. There are teachers, there are school aides, um, there's the principal, the assistant principal, um, other individuals within the school system that are there to force you to be a certain way. For example, you are supposed, or at least you are taught or expected to conduct yourself a certain way as you are on school ground. You are told how to be and you are expected to be that way. And everything about being in that environment is based on your willingness to accept the rules set forth within that environment. So in other words, you are supposed to obey. But let let us take this a little further. Let us say that you are no longer in school, or at least in elementary school, and you are heading to college where the, at least the presumption is that you go to college to learn to think critically, to learn to question things in society, to learn to, to be an independent thinker. At least that's the assumption. Uh, one could make the case that this is not the case at all. In fact, nowadays, college is the place where you learn to be, for, you go to be formatted a certain way. And being formatted in college usually implies you are being taught to obey. You are being taught to be a certain way. And many a time, if not all the times, you are taught to to relinquish yourself to the collective itself. And the punishment for defying the order of this environment could cost you a lot. You could be expelled from the school. You could be punished. You could have a miserable living just because you question the status quo, you question the order of things within that environment. So in other words, you are taught, at least reinforced, the notion that you ought to obey. And if you were to disobey, depending on how you disobey, 
you might be qualified, you might be labeled as an agitator or a, a radical, as I mentioned in, in, the, in the previous podcast, because you were taught to think this way. You were taught to accept societies, um, realities this way or that way. And the failure of you to do so automatically puts you in a category where you are considered an outlier. And not necessarily in a good way. You are a menace to the order of things. You are a menace to the society, to the society, to the environment itself. So when we talk about education, of course, this is a different conversation, which we have had before, but we will come back to this notion because it is important to understand why the being is compelled to obey or why the being induced the self is induced to obey because you were taught to do so at every phase of your existence. And the problem with this is that you are in what I call an, an eternal conflict with yourself because everything you're taught goes against your nature. Everything you're told to be, how you're told to be, when you're told to be, everything is against your nature. So you have to force yourself to obey before you can obey. So that obedience must come from you, first of all, before it could be manifested in a way that others could see it. And that's the internal part of the whole situation because you are in a conflict. As you force yourself to be, you know you're not supposed to be that way. You know you're not supposed to be this way. Yet you also know that you are expected to be this way. And being this way is incumbent upon you, not on anything else or anybody else. It, it is incumbent upon you. So if you were to fail to be this way, there would be consequences. Of course, we're going to talk later on about the notion of choice. We're going to talk about the notion of responsibility. We're going to talk about that in this series. But, but for now, let us talk about the concept of, of being induced to obey. So the whole notion of obedience is based on this understanding that you ought to be formatted a certain way. And that format, if you will, that's what's going to make you compel yourself to be. That's what's going to compel you to compel yourself. So it starts from home where mom and dad force you to be. You go to school. The educational system forces you to be. When you go to higher education, the higher education forces you to be. And when you go to the workforce, for instance, or when you go to society as a whole, or at large, if you will, then you are still forced to be a certain way. And the expectations are far greater because now the implication is that you know how to be. You know how to obey. And when you don't obey, and that is why we're going to talk about the concept of choice, it is a deliberate choice that you make not to be this way. Therefore, you have to be held responsible for that choice. And this is the underpinning of society. This is the underpinning of all the laws we have in effect, particularly criminal laws. Okay, This is the underpinning of every restriction so imposed and so superposed on the, the being. So you, in order to avoid finding yourselves in situations like that, you have to compel yourself to obey. Now, when we're talking about, it, about obedience at that level, 
we have to sort of understand what what are the uh, intellectual rational, the intellectual underpinnings of, of that obedience. The intellectual underpinning of citizen obedience or legal obligation um, could be understood as ideas which had been pioneered by um, individuals or political philosophers. And those ideas have been perfected over the years to, to the extent that there's no way you never heard of them. So, in Western philosophy, in Western society, and in, in particular, in particular, there are certain ideas that sort of constitute the foundation of those societies, and that's the foundation of the laws that are in effect in those societies. So, political philosophy, in and of itself, is this discipline where people are taught to obey, or at least they are taught the value of obedience. In other words, they are taught to rationalize obedience. And that rationalization is based on how other people rationalized it. Okay? For example, you have this famous notion of having a social contract. And the this famous notion of having a social contract um, implies the idea that because you are in a contract in, with society, you ought to obey the rules set forth by society. Of course, we could debate whether or not this is a contract. We could debate whether or not you are in accordance, or at least you are in agreement with that contract. Okay, But this, this is the rational. This is the understanding of that obedience. In other words, you could not say that you cannot obey law X or law Y, so long as that law or these laws are part of the social framework, of the social construct, you, as a member of that social environment, you ought to obey them because you are in a contract. And that contract compels you to obey whatever laws that is in effect in that, in that environment. So in other words, at this level of, the, of this level of philosophy, you are taught to rationalize uh, obedience. Okay? But the reality is that despite the fact that you are taught to obey at an early age, in fact, every aspect of your childhood is obedience. Every aspect of your beingness from zero to a certain point is obedience. Okay? And the more you obey, the more rewards you get. And the better your life can be as a child. Okay? So, the whole concept itself, it's, it's, it's this idea there's a quid pro quo relationship between you and, uh, and the people around you. You do what they expect you to do, and you get things from them. Okay? For example, a child obeys his parents, he is likely to get the toy he was looking, he wanted for Christmas. He's likely to get the clothes. He's likely to get this game console he wanted for Christmas or for his birthday. So there's this quid pro quo relationship where you obey, you do what you're told, 
and you're going to get rewards in return. Of course, we could go into the psychology of obedience. We could even reference Piaget. We could go all the way to Bendura, try to understand the psychology of obedience, the psychology of learning and training people to learn to be a certain way. We could go into that, but this is for another podcast. But the point I'm trying to, to, to drill here is that at an early age, you are taught to obey. But the problem, as I said before, is that it is a conflict because intrinsically, you were not born to obey. Intrinsically, you were not designed to obey. And that's why I always say, every human being is a rebel in nature, by nature, and with nature. The person is a rebel in nature because he's trying to emancipate the self from the natural. The person is a rebel by nature is because the person has an intrinsic desire to be different within the natural, to be himself, to claim his individuality in nature. And then the individual is a rebel with nature is because the, the person is trying to be himself against the odds. The person is trying to fight the natural. He's trying to fight the natural. He's trying to be something else. So the individual is intrinsically at odds with the natural. He's a rebel in nature, by nature, with nature. In nature, because he's within the natural. He doesn't want to be there. By nature, it's an intrinsic reality that he's trying to define. With nature, the person doesn't want to be with nature. He doesn't want to agree with nature. The the person is trying to transcend his nature. So because of that, the individual is in an internal conflict with itself. Who am I? Why I am here? Where I am going? These are the questions that the, the individual asks himself relentlessly, constantly. Because all his existence, he is told that he ought to be this way or that way. Yet his nature is claiming something else. His nature is telling him something different. Of course, most of the time, insanity is the only way out. Insanity is the only way out. It's it's, it's the only escape. Because in the insanity, at least the individual gets to be. That does not necessarily solve the individual's problem. All it does is is just like the individual sort of annihilates himself, okay? That's all it does. It doesn't solve the individual's problem, okay? But the idea that obligation in and of itself has to be based on the notion that you must be compelled to obey. In other words, you must compel yourself to obey. And for you to do that, you have to be induced to do so. So you have to be trained to do so because it is not natural. You weren't born with this natural inclination to obey. So you ought to be induced to compel yourself. And that induction is usually done through a process by which you're taught. It is enforced, reinforced over time. Um, And as you learn to exist within that environment, you learn to force yourself to obey. And as you learn to be, you become obedient. There's no other way to explain that reality. Your obedience in and of itself must be induced. Once it's induced, you are going to compel yourself to obey. You're going to force yourself to obey. In other words, you you force yourself to obey before you can obey. 
And there's no other way to explain that reality.